never say die! Forty going on fourteen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two hundred and sixty-nine of Forty Going On Fourteen. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel, and I'm Josh. And this is the fourth anniversary of me wondering how much mileage I can get out of gags about that one time I called Ed Sheeran a giant ginger infant. Well, you're four for four now. I was going to say at least two more years. <laughs> big baby. Ooh. <laughs> And, <laughs> start just right off the bat. Yep, and in tradition for the uh, 80s side of things, Pat, Joel's going to be doing his impersonation of Max Headroom the entire show. Unintentionally. <laughs> On his dial-up modem he's using for method podcasting. Joel yeah. apparently needs a cup of internet from someone. Yeah, if you're out there, mail him some internet. All right, yeah, well, this is the Please. fourth the fourth annual Billboard Top Ten show. Fifth. Fifth annual. Damn, Jimmy. Yeah, that's why I said it was a fourth anniversary of me wondering how long I could milk that joke. Yeah. Held held in January, uh, you know, which is Tommy the Duck apparently takes offense with. Well, like, I get his point that, like, the hottest pop songs are of the summer. But to, to address that, I kind of think that it's fun for me to hear a random sampling at the beginning of the year of the stuff that isn't necessarily the hottest pop song that I'm going to hear in whatever odd restaurant at Gen Con. Right. And for me, it doesn't really matter. I'm Pat, just not going to, I don't really listen to the modern, to the radio. So yeah, Pat only yeah, listens I, to that bowl music. I had heard maybe two of the now tracks before preparing for this show. So I heard one of them. Yeah. So if if you Spider-Man. like hearing things, <laughs> keep listening. Uh, you yes, keep listening. We'll be doing that, and so will the amazing shows of the podcast collective, such as I Am Salt Lake, Tales from the Hard Side, The Empty Rant Podcast, Talk Music to Me, and of course, the Red Dead Radio Hour. Of course, that comes through clear. Yeah, of course, crystal clear. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, if we're looking for older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and find us on Podchaser. Leave us a review. Uh, also want to give a shout out to um, American Slacker podcast. That uh, If you guys were around, uh, they had a they interviewed me for some strange reason. By the time the show goes live, that will have been like, what, a month ago? Yeah, well. Two months ago? Listen it to was it. Still, it was a good show. Go back and listen to it. It's fun. I did. So... 708 now wrap 708-669-9727 give us a call ka-chow <laughs> if you want more of this more of this why wouldn't you yes do you ka-chow. find this sexy ka-chow ka-chow all right ka-chow. it is so up. <laughs> it's about that time yes it is <laughs> this you don't want week to... in music movies and tv it's just a porch i said sports but i was trying to say it in a weird way oh okay well you did so good on you success yes so uh the date that we are going with is january 21st 1989 that is the date of the uh well that's the weekend music we're doing yeah the billboard chart yeah the josh has chosen for us yes Sorry, somebody so. laundry? What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the laughing, Joel. Does your, does your washing machine laugh? 
Yes. <laughs> Japanese. We said he was under attack from the Transformers, so it's altogether <laughs> possible. I think we just solved a mystery. We're like we're like the Scooby Doo gang. Yes, we know you're Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. So music. Spoiler alert, the number one song in the land was Two Hearts by Phil Collins. Blech. To, to Phil Collins. I have no opinion on Phil Collins. Okay. On January 23rd, James Brown was sentenced in Georgia to six years in jail in connection with a police chase through two different states. State of intoxication? Right. <laughs> was that the same arrest connected to him, no. like, beating someone with a pipe? Uh, no. No. no, I don't. That was later. No, that was different. And it was not the arrest that, that, that when he pulled a shotgun on somebody in his business. It wasn't that arrest either. <laughs> James Brown... Was an interesting dude. <laughs> yes, he was. Jump back, arrest myself. Hi. <laughs> he he never fell into the trappings of being wealthy. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Time to relax and just enjoy this. Hell no, I'm gonna chase my neighbor around with a pipe. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna keep it real till I die. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right, William Billy Lee Tipton, born Dorothy Lucille Tipton was an American jazz musician, band leader, and talent broker. Tipton's music career began in the mid-1930s when he led a band for radio broadcasts. He played in various dance bands in the 1940s and recorded two trio albums for a small record label in the mid-1950s. Thereafter, he worked as a talent broker. Tipton stopped performing in the late 1970s due to arthritis. Tipton assumed a male gender identity when starting as musician, and Tipton's female birth sex was not publicly revealed until after his death, which occurred revelation came as a surprise to family friends fellow musicians and his ex-wives who were absorbed huh that's crazy <clears throat> yeah he would tell uh his wives that he couldn't perform sexually because due to a car accident he was in we had a crushed pelvis so they never actually had sex he they wouldn't adopted children and everything and none of them knew until the day he died huh yeah that's kind of awesome it's crazy let's suppose yeah, his, his, son, his oldest son found him dead and, you know, he was in the bathroom or whatever, and you just realized, you know, oh, my God, Dad's not a dude. Dad's got a vagina. The dude is playing the dude who's masquerading another, another dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never go full tipping. And finally, Michael Jackson ended the Bad World Tour in L.A. on January 27th. And I did not say Thorth anywhere in that. <laughs> <laughs> You also didn't say the last three words of that sentence. <laughs> I did. Oh. He's scatting like Michael. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm yellow at the end of Ferris Bueller. That's all right. You got through Ooh. most of it with only missing a word or two there. So we'll take it. Moving on to movies. <laughs> the top movie in the land was the Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman Oscar winner, Rain Man. Confession time. What? No. Yeah. Terrible superhero. I have never seen Rain Man. You probably should. What? It's good. It's a yeah. good movie. Hey, it, yeah, learning you hadn't seen that like doesn't offend me, but it's one of those that I, you probably should. It's worth seeing. I mean, it, I, I'm more yeah. offended at other things you haven't seen. Like what? But That's I a good movie. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what was the major one we, we discovered the other day? The Godfather? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, it's a widely recognized uh, on a lot of lists, as, if not the greatest, top three films of all time. It's I literally my favorite movie of all time. The reason I never saw Rain Man is because I was working at a video store when it came out, and I was so friggin' sick 
of Rain Man that I was just like, I want nothing to do with it. Because when, when it came out on VHS, everyone's like, oh, Rain Man, Rain Man, Rain Man. And everybody's resident, and I'm like, I want nothing to do with it. So then I watched MASH again. Apparently all the Rain Men came to rent. <laughs> Rain Man, Rain Man, it's out. I'm... His clientele was nothing but a bunch of Barneys. <laughs> My hero. There's some of the popcorn in this ashtray. <laughs> Four minutes to Rain Man. All right. Well-known Southern character actor Trey Wilson died from a cerebral hemorrhage days before his 41st birthday on January 16th. He had appeared in Bull Durham, Twins, and Raising Arizona, among other films. And you guys would totally know him if you don't Unless already. That's funny. Sure we would. If you don't already know him, he's very, he's very recognizable. He was the father in Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah. The father of, he, he played the manager in Bull Durham. God damn, he was 41? Yep. Man, how are we making it this far? <laughs> the world may Imagine. never know. <laughs> I wonder every day. It's an amazing balance between alcohol and caffeine. And some of it oh. is just plain stubbornness on my part. True. True. Like I refuse to die before certain people. Once they're dead, then I can. Hey, he never you. said it was you. You can go whenever yeah. you want. I've already told you guys none of you are allowed to die before me. <laughs> what are no. you doing in March? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Vegas, baby, with a with a cognac sword. <laughs> yeah, but you're going with Susie. I, I, I trust her, her to keep you under wraps. All right. Boileau Narsajac is the nom de plume by which French crime fiction writers Pierre Boileau and Pierre Ayraud collaborated. A number of their publications were adapted for cinema, including D'Entre Les Morts, adapted into Vertigo, which was directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Pierre Boileau died on January 16th in France. Labzud. Joel, uh-huh. you, you thought you were going to catch me on that one, didn't you? No, I really didn't. I just didn't I have started looking at him like, I got to take my time with this one. <laughs> There's a lot of pit traps in yeah. this couple sentences. Joel, have no, you I seen any of No, I didn't have movies? a whole lot of facts. It was a tough week. You're, you're, our, you're our movie. What? You're the movie fruitcake in this one. Have you seen any of these movies? <laughs> Uh, well, Vertigo. Have you not classic. seen Vertigo, Mike? No, I've seen Vertigo. I'm talking. Oh, okay. I'm talking about all the. I'm, yeah, no, I'm totally. I've seen Vertigo. I'm talking about like all the French ones. I mean, because you went to you went to well, you well, started film French school. Listed there. Yeah, the, he. Yeah, the I went to wrote film for two years. I was just wondering if you've seen any of them because you made us watch I've, that one. I've French, seen some of his books. Well, I remember that one French film you made us watch had all the naked ladies walking around the weight room with the knives. <laughs> I think that was a dream you had, Mike. No, Joel knows. Nope, that was a real thing. See, that was a real thing. Well, I don't Speaking want to watch that of, movie. somehow, <laughs> Salvador Dali, Spanish surrealist artist who dabbled in screenplay writing and set design for Alfred Hitchcock and other Hollywood directors, died of heart failure at 84 years old on January 23rd. Absurd. You know, that's kind of nice. That's sad. Well, I mean, it's sad, but at least he made it to 84 instead of just 41, like Trey Wilson. You know, 84 right. is a good age. I just love the Dali. Oh, oh. I, just I was going to make a really, really dumb joke, so don't worry about it. Do it. <laughs> I was going to say, that's almost twice as old as Trey Wilson was. Wow, I'm glad I got interrupted three times for that. <laughs> that's why I said, don't worry about <laughs> it. I knew it was bad. Uh, I, I hey. love the Salvador Dali quote, I don't do drugs, I am drugs. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yep, that's a classic. <clears throat> yeah. he, was, he was a serious character. If you don't know anything about him, I recommend reading about him. Look him up. All right, so TV. The top shows of this week were The Super Bowl, (laughs) The Cosby Show, (laughs) Lonesome Dove, and Roseanne. 
Which makes Roseanne. sense. Cosby Show, Lonesome Dove. Did any of us actually watch Lonesome Dove? I think my mom watched no. it, but I had no interest. Yeah. I did not. Uh, January 16th, Days no. of Our Lives won the most awards as a fifth annual Soap Opera Digest Awards. Good so, on you. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So next time you're in line at the grocery store, pick it up. Uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? That's where the Soap Opera Digest is always, above the candy at the, in the Not grocery... anymore. I, I think it's out of print. No, it was there the other day when I went. Really? Yeah. Uh, I never noticed it. I Mike could, shops in 1986. Well, they can't put it online. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> My, everybody has a beehive haircut in Mike's, <laughs> Mike's grocery store. <laughs> Hang on. What's going on, Dole? <laughs> well, we can't get it where I shop. Where do you shop? 2019. <laughs> it's still around. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Soap Opera Digest. The latest one has... Nikki confesses on the front. I don't even know who. I don't know who. Any, I didn't know who any of these people were back then either. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Shows that ended their You're run. A strange line to get offended at. <laughs> like, Damn it! Soap opera digest is real. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture next time at my goddamn grocery store of the soap. Uh, shows that shows that ended their run this week included Snorks, uh-huh. Night Watch, mm. Dirty Dancing. Uh-huh. And the acronym of the week, S&S. Which I'm pretty sure was actually Snorks and Salvador. <laughs> Tragically <laughs> cut watch- short by Dolly's death. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. Funny enough, he drowned to death. <laughs> <laughs> Performing with the Snorks. As you will. No, that was actually Simon and Simon. That was a pretty good show. I I really like Simon and Simon. As a, as a child, I watched it all the time. Ooh, Night Watch. A group of Utes come together to form the Knights, a team of vigilantes who fight for justice. Did you say Utes? Two Utes. Hey, it's starring Benjamin Bratt. How bad can it be? Well, well Catwoman had Benjamin Bratt in it, so there's your answer. Paris Vaughn. How long? Salvador Dali. <laughs> it lasted nine episodes. A snork. <laughs> and, and Max Andrew. One of the members <laughs> of the Chicago Bears. That's all I got. Night Watch. <laughs> Look for the special in the back of Soap Opera Digest. <laughs> Prequel <laughs> preface by Mr. No-Nos. Oh. Your Reader's Digest and your Soap Opera's Digest. My weekend is sorted. Oh, got a, got a big weekend plan tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna put re- on some snorks. Put on some snorks, read Soap Opera Digest, and do the crossword puzzle in the back. And drink my cognac sword. <laughs> oh, I have I haven't barely put a where, dent in that thing. Where is Joel to rein or Josh to rein this in? This is this is kind of crazy. David Hyde Pierce was in this show. Peter Kwong. In, in Simon Charlie and Simon? Can. No, not Simon and Simon. In uh, in the For God's sake, go to sports. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? <laughs> yes, I'm not the one that's supposed to be reining this shit in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, voice of you, know, you know me i don't help i'm not gonna move on <laughs> all right, <laughs> oh, all right. Sports. moving on to sports on january 17th the miami heat were forced <sighs> to cancel their scheduled game against the phoenix suns due to race riots in miami just five days before the super bowl was scheduled to be played a miami police chase that ended in the de- in the death of two young african-americans caused outrage to the point that massive riots broke out in miami Initially, the game was to go on, but when the violence crept towards the Heat's arena, the game was canceled just 50 minutes before the scheduled tip-off. I remember that. 
The uh, everybody was all like, "Call the night watch." <laughs> <laughs> call call Snorks and Salvador. <laughs> Moving on, on January eighteenth, West Indies beat Australia two to one to win cricket's World Series Cup. Huh? There was nothing confusing about that cricket fact. No. Yeah, that's that's kind of. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's just this person, this this team beat this team. I mean, there's no maidens. There's no <clears throat> Q-Jolt. Wait, there's a West Indies? <laughs> <laughs> they sucked. On January 20th, Pittsburgh center Mario Lemieux became the second player in NHL history to score 50 goals in less than 50 games as the Penguins lost 7-3 to to the Jets in Winnipeg. Aw. Hmm. Why aw? Yeah, Joel. I don't know. They lost. Well, I, this this isn't about the Penguins. It's, it's about <laughs> Mario Lemieux's goals. Fifty goals in fifty games is ridiculous. I mean, even if his team loses the last one, that's still pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. I love that he's not getting the the internet's just fine for him now. (laughs) Get this bullshit nice and clear. (laughs) Uh, And lastly, to take us out of the twee, January twenty second was Super Bowl twenty three held at Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20-16, to and the MVP was Jerry Rice. Head coach Bill Walsh retired after the game, this being his third championship. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure I actually watched that game, because I didn't give up on watching the Super Bowl after Super Bowl 20, probably till 24 or 25. Then for years, I didn't watch it at all. Hmm. And then the last, like, three or four, I think my wife and I have only missed, like, one. I don't particularly care about football, but, you know, it's one of those cultural events where if something crazy happens, you don't want to have missed it. Yep. Like the whole nipple thing. Yep. I, I was I was like the only person in a house full of like a dozen people who was actually looking at the TV when that happened. <laughs> was that we were all at uh, were we all together for that one? No, that I, that one. I was at my dad's place. Uh, OK, that was literally like uh, TiVo had just come out like a year and a half before something like that. And that was the number one for years. I think still might be number one, like rewound and pause moment in TiVo history. That's fantastic. Everybody at that point realized exactly how powerful, like pausing and rewinding live TV was. Cause everybody was like, wait, did I just, what? <laughs> Booby. <laughs> like was, was that, was that a titty? Or was that, a, was she wearing a shield? What the hell? <laughs> She's got a ninja star for a boob. <laughs> You sounded like Gene, Gene Belcher. All right. <laughs> anyway, so that's the end of the tweet. Take us yeah. out, keyboard Joel. Nah, 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 nah. All right. So since year one, we have been going back to the Billboard Top 10 of whatever year we are in at the current time and throwing back to another year and comparing the two. Whichever one has like a nice top 10 that we like. Yes. I mean, there's no real, you know, rhyme or reason. It's just whatever we feel would make the best show. No, I, I've actually been taking the current year and just subtracting twenty for the last three years. All right, so we have a process then. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I'm saying like, I mean, we'll still like just go around like and look around in that area. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Like the specific week. Yeah, I'll shift around a little bit to find a little bit better list. But yeah, I think literally we've done eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and eighty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
So yeah, there so, is a method to the madness. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That, it, but it's a mix of the two. Then fine, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Say he's right. Say he's right. <laughs> it's like there is absolutely no method to the way we pick the list. <laughs> I picked the list. Oh, look at he's got a chart. I didn't know he had a chart. <laughs> right. Josh unveils this algorithm. Like, oh, I apologize. Yeah. We yeah. just assumed you were spinning a wheel or something. Yeah. Thought there was noises and things. So yeah, but yeah, <laughs> to, uh, this year, 1989, January 21st. Um, there's not a lot to say. I mean, we all know what uh, Billboard Top 10 is, and if you've been listening to the show, you kind of know what we do. So. Guess we'll just start out with number 10. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. So this Boy. is number 10, 1989, Put a Little Love in Your Heart by Annie Lennox and Al Green. Definitely, uh, you can see the Christmas influence from us being in late January. Well, we didn't pick up any actual Christmas songs, but this was made big because of, of Scrooge. Mm-hmm. This was the uh, ending credit song. And I think the other reason, that, honestly, I don't think any Lex and Al Green's voices blend as well as they thought they were going to do. Because I, Al Green just seems very nasally on this one to me. Yeah, he doesn't sound like Al Green. He sounds like somebody trying to do an Al Green impression. Yes. <laughs> I think the reason this one was so big and was so popular is because this was voiced over and commentary done by Bill Murray at the end of the movie. Yeah. And that's what everybody remembers. Perhaps if they used Al Jolson and Annie Lennox. No? I'm so glad your internet is back up. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, this this just can, you know is another... Another bullet point in my theory of, you know, if you were hot in the 70s, when you try to do something in the 80s is going to suck. See, I don't know. I liked it, but I will admit that if it hadn't been attached to Scrooge in Christmas of 1988, this doesn't make the charts. No. It's it's just kind of a throwaway remake, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing earth-shattering about it. There's nothing that they really changed too much. It's just very 80s-produced. Uh, remake. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like hey, we got a we got a song for the end of this movie. Yeah, I think I saw Any Lennox in the hall, and Al Green is always here. So. <laughs> Parked my car. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Al Green's all like, anybody want to do a duet? I'm I'm up for it. Don't get me wrong, I love Al Green, but yeah, at this point, he was not at the height of his career anymore. No. All right, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's a decent a decent song that goes along with a good Christmas movie. Yeah. And that's one of those things is like, I hear negative things about it and I kind of like it, but not enough to like argue to defend it. Yeah. Yeah. If you take it out of context, it kind of loses something, but in the movie, it's just a, it's, the movie. 
It's a very boring song. I mean, it just... It needs that Bill Murray voiceover. It needs to be exactly where it is at the end credits of a decent Christmas song, Christmas movie. That's exactly where it belongs. It doesn't belong in the top ten. Well, I mean, there was I'm sure there was a lot of excitement over the fact that people discovered that Al Green wasn't dead. <laughs> well, yeah, and you do have two great vocal talents, even if they're not at their best here, who normally you would not hear together in a, a pretty popular Christmas movie. So, See, I kind of agree with you there because Annie Lennox, I think, was at the peak of her time right now in 89. Um, yeah, maybe a couple years past peak. But yeah. yeah, and like everyone knew who Al Green was. Like you say, he wasn't at the pinnacle of his career, but like... This wasn't something where people were rediscovering him. Yep. Right. No. A decent song for a good movie. This we, was not his Pulp Fiction. No. It, it, no. D- no argument there. Right on. All right. So number nine. If you thought that was fun. <laughs> wait. wait what, what was his name? Uh, Rocky, Rocky. Tony Rocky Horror. Tony Rocky. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you thought that was mediocre. When you hear When the Children Cry by White Lion. I'm sorry that was so long because I wanted you guys to hear the decent guitar, the good guitar, followed up by the awful lyrics. I unabashedly loved White Lion in the 80s. They oh, were you were the one. one of my, they were one of my bands that I listened to a lot. I knew lot. someone had to be blamed for it. Well, that's yeah, so Joel. I figured if you guys talked this down, all of their fan would be mad and on the show. <laughs> Well, you found all of their fans. <laughs> that was funny. I, I did. I, I very much enjoyed their music. I liked White Lion, and I this wasn't my favorite song. Wait was my probably my favorite song off Pride, but uh, mm. you know, it, it, it it's it's a it was a time when glam and pseudo metal bands did their one ballad or two ballads that made it on the radio, which we'll hit another one here momentarily two more actually uh and it was it was a formula you know it yeah worked. no it didn't about the only thing i can say is don't turn the episode off it gets better <laughs> yeah we're starting <laughs> at the bottom folks Oof. 
Of course, that's not going to mean much when we play the next one, though. So I take it you guys aren't White Line fans at all. No. I, I mean, I... Is anybody? I, I don't hate White Lion, but this this is not a good song. This doesn't make you want to like them, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, like I said, it's it's definitely not their best song. They're uh, not making any friends with this. It's no one's it's best song. It's inoffensive, and at the time, it was what was happening musically. It's um, saccharine and yeah. crappy and boring and, and preachy and if shitty and The song was going... Okay, calm I down. Okay, hey, hey, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> the song was going great. The music was wonderful. They had a nice guitar. They had some good stuff in there, and then they started singing, and that's where they made their mistake. Little child. Shut up. God, it's like I'm like listening to a recording. You're amazing. <laughs> He's trying so hard to sound angsty and serious. This song is not worth this many emotions. Let's just move on. (laughs) I will fight you to the death about this song. The next one up is The Way You Love Me by Karen White. Oh, Oh, this song just makes me... No, never mind. I have no emotion on this song. You have no emotion on this song? I had nothing this song. Oh, let him play it, and then we'll talk about it. That's how this works. Yes, that was The Way You Love Me by Karen. I thought that was Janet Jackson White. I thought it was Bobby Brown. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to be the lone defender on this song. I, I don't yeah, because, love it. Because I don't even remember this song. So. I, I did. This belongs solidly in the middle of a mixtape that has Janet Jackson and Paul Abdul. And it's just like, this is nothing special. But like the beat has that late. 80s early 90s kind of i find myself moving a little bit i remember the song expose yeah but like if you asked me before the show hey josh do you remember this song i would have had no memory of it but as soon as it starts playing i'm like oh yeah okay yeah this is 1989 yeah i'm I, moving a little bit i i played this song for people in my office and they're like oh i don't and then they started that oh Oh, and like, oh yeah, I totally remember this. This is Janet Jackson. No, it's not. It's Karen White, who was just trailing, you know, sitting on the uh, coattails type of thing. So, I mean, it's not. It's it is standard, standard pop '89. It's it's the pop R and B of the of the time. And you know, I have a, a, a I enjoy these songs. I don't actively go out to to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But you whenever lie. they were on then and even now, I I was just sitting there, kind of bobbing my head, going, "Yeah, I like this. This is was you know something I would you bob your to head because you have Parkinson's. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for that sweet Karen White Juliana Hatfield duo. <laughs> See, I'm with Joel on this one. That's exactly my reaction to this song. Just kind of like bobbing around. Like I, I don't love it. It's not going to show up on my like best of 1989 playlist or anything, but if it comes on the radio, I'm going to be happy to listen to all of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to change the station on this. Cause that 
would exert me like having to reach over to the radio. I mean, this is a song that like is in the background while you're shopping at Trader Joe's and you don't even really even know what's on. You just kind of you don't hate it and you don't even like you don't not, you don't know it. You don't even like it. You just it's just there and it's not offensive and poppy and that's all it is. It's a thing. And Kinda Karen like and Karen gets royalty checks every month because some elevator somewhere is playing it. <laughs> Literally tens of cents. <laughs> all right. So, now that we've gotten through that, Let's get to the good stuff. It took a lot for me not to play the entire song on this one. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a fan. This is in my top 10 Michael Jackson songs. It's only not in my top 10 because his catalog goes so deep with songs I love. I mean, what's not to love about this? It's Michael Jackson at his peak with a, you know, a funky groove bass line and, it's and a, a fun great song. video. Yeah, the video is awesome. Yeah, that you he, know, he actually he actually the, holds a patent because on those of this shoes. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invented I, those shoes. The, the that special effect. I would argue this is like one album album past his peak. I love Moonraker, but <laughs> Moonraker? Oh, not Moonraker. Um, <laughs> I love Moonraker. Roger, are you okay? I do too, okay, but Roger. what does that have to? Yeah. Roger, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay, Roger? You've been hit by. You've been struck by. A smooth octopusy. Oh, oh see, God, you were Yeah, this is derailed. Sorry. No, I mean, but this this is paired up with a great video and a halfway decent video game. Yeah, the video game is actually. We used to play that. Matt and Matt and I used to play that all the time on the. It was Genesis, right? Yeah, I played it in the arcade, and yeah. having played it from beginning to end, it's fun. I'm not sure I'd go so far as to say it was decent. <laughs> it was fun. It was it was a good time waster. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, you're looking at it with, like, 1989 memory eyes. Yeah. I beat it with somebody, like, in a free arcade, like, four years ago. It was, it, it was fun. For, I don't know how I would say it was good. For its time. Like, I yeah. didn't walk away from the machine. I did play it until it was over. So there you go. Which, in a free arcade, is saying something, because you can go anywhere. 
right. No, it, it's a good song though, definitely. Mm-hmm. This is this is I think is just great Michael Jackson. I agree. Yeah. Watch not to like honestly. It's slightly past his peak, Michael Jackson. How about that? Well, I think I don't think it was past his Which peak. I think it was a little bit better of than ninety eight percent of what's out there. Exactly. I, and that's the thing is, yeah, bad. Bad is a great album. Yeah, uh, but Thriller's a better one. That was all I was trying to say when I, for some reason, decided to start talking about James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, bad is bad is a is probably I would say number two or number three. Yeah, and that was the only reason I said one album past his peak. It's just because I personally believe Thriller was his peak. Oh yeah, and then yeah, I mean yeah, he, sure. he he kind of came back with the I forget with the one album Carnival or the one where he did the video with his sister. With Janet, mm-hmm. that one he kind of came back. He had a little bit of a peak with that one too, but I think that's at the beginning, like History Volume One. Yes, he and that that album was a lot was really good. I mean, he he had yeah. kind of changed. Scream, that was the name of it. Damn yeah. it, I was, mm-hmm. it was driving me crazy. I couldn't think of the name of it. Yeah, Scream, yeah. You Are Not Alone are the two big tracks off of History. Right. So there we go. Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal at number seven. Number six, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. But I guess that's why they say every rose has its thumb Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song Every rose has its thumb All right, so this is written by one Brett Michaels uh, with C.C. DeVille, Bobby Dahl, and Ricky Rocket from Poison, and quite possibly one of the best songs they've ever written. The journey for this song for me was interesting because it went from being in the early 90s like the best romantic song for like people who are like us <laughs> to you go to 2005 and it's the song that the dude with four teeth and the trucker hat is singing karaoke to his girlfriend with one tooth jeez oh, oh. I, I wish that too yeah and yeah. I, I, I I wish that that was a metaphor but no that happened uh See, to me, this will be always be the song that got Bill and Ted into heaven. Yeah. Sissy, don't make me hit you. Every and the rose thing is, is it has its thorn. It didn't ruin the song for me. And when it happened at karaoke, I was like, yeah, that seems about right. It's a shame, but yeah, seems about right. Yeah. But it's almost come for full circle now, and it's kind of back to not being trashy anymore. Honestly, I, if you keep it inside my own little sphere, it's a great song. It's, I... Oh, quite. No, I was going to say, it's supposedly it's a uh, story from uh, that they, what's his name? I just said his name, not Cece DeVille, the other guy. Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels was at a laundromat, called his girlfriend, and heard, heard another man's voice in the background, and then went back and wrote this song at the laundromat. Fine. If that's a story you want to tell, I'll buy it. It's a good song. You know, Poison I- is... Good, a great as Poison, I think, is for hair metal bands, is a great band. This is, I think, is above average for them. 
I like poison. I, again, this was at the period of my life where I was um, really into this music and poison was one of the, the first bands I got into. So I was happy to see them, you know, continue their success on the radio and they had quite a few, you know, radio hits here and there, but this was definitely one that kind of blew up for them. And I, I, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like poison a lot too. Like I like their, I don't necessarily say I, I'm like a fan of their band, the band, but I like a lot of their songs. I had, a, uh, I don't know when I stopped buying albums by them, like their fourth album, maybe, I don't know. I can't remember now, but, um, you know, it, it's it, it, like, like Mike said, it's, you know, it's a good song and I think it's kind of come full circle where it's not as cliche anymore. And those truckers, you know, they, eventually died because they couldn't eat with the amount of teeth they had. So RIP. And I know they died holding each other. What? What? Rest in partials. (laughs) So I know you're thinking to yourself, all right, the United States had poison, but what did Canada have? And Canada, no one's ever asked that. Well, somebody has the law of the monkeys and all that. They had Vixen, the female poison. Oh, that's true. Was Vixen from Canada? no, but I mean, they, they, you know, that should be who they have. I don't know yeah, who do they have. Yeah, Canada had them. They had, they had <laughs> sheriff. Had them. That's who they had. And sure when I'm next. with you, sheriff is next, and it actually oh, no. hit number one on the Billboard charts, currently at number five. Brings back the memories of so many awkward slow dance boners. You know, somehow listening to that song made Kiss metal. <laughs> it finally happened. It just and took it also, a... it also made me imagine holding a girl exactly one foot away from me and just swaying back and forth. <laughs> hands on the hips, hands on the shoulders. Leave enough yeah. room for the Holy Spirit. Can I put a Bible in there? I don't know. If you grease it up right, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, you could, you perv. <laughs> Yeah, you want to make Barry Manilow sound like Alice Cooper? Listen to Sheriff for twenty minutes. But uh, I tell you what, though, I love this song. It's, it's cheesy good. It's like the good type of cheesy. You know how I always talk about the very fine line between bad cheesy and good cheesy, and this is the good kind of cheesy to me. Huh. You know what? I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just love this song. It's a fun, stupid song. It's, I would take it over the way you love me for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it's almost in the same genre. It's like, oh wow, there's a, there was a band called Sheriff. You know, I. How many people are going to listen to that and think it was poison? Well, and then everybody remembers the the high note he hits at the end mm-hmm. and sustains. I kind of so. hate it, but it's one of those. I, I hate it just because it's so boring. It makes me fall asleep, and I can't summon enough emotion to argue about it. <laughs> it it makes me think of the dentist's office. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Sit, you're sitting there reading your soap opera digest, and this is on, <laughs> and you're here. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sheriff. Yeah, the end. So this one actually peaked at one. I shot um, the Sheriff. And I, I honestly did not know that Sheriff was a, a Canadian arena rock band. And I didn't I didn't know they were Canadian either. Yeah. When I hear that it peaked at one, I'm just like, why? Because oh, everybody thought it was poison. Well, it explains a lot because they're inoffensive, eh? Oh, there you go. Speaking of inoffensive. Oh, Karen White's next. <laughs> You're going the wrong next, next up is My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Say what you want about Bobby Brown. I, this is a great song. Oh, it's fucking yeah, it's a great song. If there I, wasn't, oh, go ahead, Joel. Oh, I was gonna say I love late '80s, early '90s R&B radio stuff. Yeah, this song. If there was not an MJ song in the top ten, this would have been my number one pick. Like I, I, I so love this song. This is one that I specifically like. I, I'd walk into a karaoke night and give people first what they expect out of someone who looks like me, like a, a Pearl Jam or like a '70s rock. But for song number two, I bust this out and bring down the fucking house. Nice. <laughs> now, okay, just as a show of virtual hands, how many of us were dancing in our seats while that was going on? I have no shame in saying yes. I was dancing and singing along. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the first time I listened to it, yeah, of course. How this, can you not? This is this is one of those like late '80s standards. And this was this was the first <laughs> single by Bobby Brown after he left New Edition, and it was basically him putting a stamp on you know on his career, saying you know I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. I'm not gonna follow you know anybody's rules and all that kind of crap. And this was before anybody knew just how fucking crazy he was. So this was basically him saying. Guess what, fuckers? <laughs> you're, you're about to see some shit. Yeah. Without this album, I don't think you get Belle Biv DeVoe, which would have been a tragedy. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Freaking love this. Good song all around. Ton of fun. So, moving on to more hair metal. Uh, we've got Armageddon It by Def Leppard. Armageddon it by Def Leppard at number three. 
Hysteria is a great album. I uh, that's all there is to it. Agreed. Yeah. This isn't my favorite track from that album, but it's a very good album. No, I agree with you. Hysteria was a fantastic album. This, I, I think I would take this over Poison, but I'm a huge Def Leppard fan. Yeah, that's what I was. I was going to say. I know Mike is going to love this song, but to me, it's just another Def Leppard song. I, I like Def Leppard, but I'm not anywhere near your level of fandom with them. No, but I mean, I mean they're not bad by any stretch. I just, you know, I don't. Oh no, there's a lot of talent there. I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, even if you count in the drummer thing, I mean, I know it's you know kind of cheesy now to say it. You know, what's got what is it? Uh, what's got seven arms and sucks? Def Leppard. <laughs> I think the reason I know this song is because it's the one on the album that comes after Pour Some Sugar on Me. That's pretty much it. Well, and you can't really say, I mean, well, I guess you can say they suck, but, you know, they they were huge. I mean, Hysteria is still, I think, like one of the biggest albums, like Moneymakers or something like that. It's it's cra- It was crazy huge. And I mean, that's what I, I grew up with, Def Leppard. Like from the time I was little, my my cousins used to always. But you've like never AC- introduced us. What? <laughs> ACDC and Def Leppard and uh, uh, crap. There's another band in there, but so Iron you know, Maiden. It was a no. They were Slayer, Anthrax. No, Metallica. that was all my my friends in high school. Ario's but anyway, I grew up with them. And, and Margaret. I love and Canfield. I love Def Leppard. I had a denim jacket with the Hysteria album cover painted onto the back. That I did myself. So yeah, I was into Def Leppard. Yeah, I was into Hysteria, but I pretty much I only listened to Pour Some Sugar on Me over and over again in like the first minute and a half of Armageddon when I didn't want to get up and rewind it to listen to Pour Some Sugar again. (laughs) I I mean, eventually I appreciated the rest of the album. I love and affections on Hysteria, but at the time I owned the cassette and only ever used six minutes of it. See, it's it's. The, the album itself, I mean, the, the, the even the B-side was pretty good. But, I mean, you got to say, these guys, are they're, they're going to be in Solvsborg, Sweden on June 6th for the Sweden Rock Festival in Helsinki. I mean, they're still they're still out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be in Milan, Italy with Whitesnake. Oh, I like Whitesnake, too. Yeah, I mean, oh, God, they're going to be in, well, wow. They're going to be in Dusseldorf and Germany for two tours with Bon Jovi. So, I mean, they're still doing it, so good on them. And I've actually, this uh, sounds terrible, but I'm, and I have their, uh, I've got some of their more recent albums. I do too. And they're good. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. Yeah, so, gotta give them credit. I mean, they're still doing it. They're, they look a hell of a lot better than the Rolling Stones do. <laughs> that is for sure. So, all right. So, from this, we go to Pat's favorite song. He loves the full and luscious lips of Taylor Dane and Don't Rush Me. Don't Rush Me, the 1989 Taylor Dane song that isn't Love Will Lead You Back, which is the biggest <laughs> problem with it, that it right? isn't Love Will Leave you, Lead You Back. Because the really, song is so damn good. That really sounds like it should be in like a Matthew Modine movie, like at the end or during like a montage sequence. 
for sure. Oh, it's completely a montage song. And I, I looked it up to check, and it's not it's not on a movie soundtrack anywhere. But it really should have been. It should have been. Yeah, yeah I'm mean, looking at everything else from her that came out in 1989, and yes, the problem with all of them is they're not "Love Will Lead You Back." Ah, uh, well, Taylor Dane, there you go. You know, I don't I don't dislike her, and I never like was excited when her songs came on. But uh, again, it's kind of falls into that late 80s early 90s kind of radio r&b type thing i love her talking voice i don't know what she sounds like when she talks well apparently that's all you're gonna hear anymore because she can't sing anymore oh really yeah she blew what out happened? her vocal cords or something wow that's kind of she told him not to rush her <laughs> oh jesus all right so skipping over that one straight to the number one song of january 21st 1989 is phil collins with two hearts All right, I had kind of a shortcut from that one, but that's really all you need for that song. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. kind of sucks that we're ending on this, but I don't hate it. It's just it's Phil Collins that, yeah, it's Phil Collins. It's what happens it's, when you let him out of the cage. He goes and does this. It's Phil Collins. I mean, I could get excited about it if it were like uh, a different song. Peter Gabriel, I mean, maybe. It, it's a peppy little song, but, you know, just who fucking cares? I mean, really, just whatever. I mean, In the Air Tonight is about the only thing I could think of that yes. I'm actually excited when it comes on. And that's only if the gorilla does a drum solo. <laughs> Ooh, that does yeah. improve it. I mm. mean, even without the, uh, what was the what was the movie with Mike Tyson? I'm just blank, Hangover Connection. Like, I loved the drums in The Air Tonight. But everything else Phil Collins does, it's like, okay, it's fine. It's Phil. Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Hey, Phil. But yeah, I mean, it's... He's no background, Phil. You know what I do have to say? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that Phil Collins had some good videos. His like music, Land of Confusion? Yeah. Yeah, Land of Confusion or... Um, God, what was the one where they keep going through all the different genres of movies? Where he's talking... You no, know, that was him That was him by himself. That was um, Billy, Don't You Lose My Number. Oh, right. Yeah. Genesis with Land of Confusion. Sorry. Yeah, the Billy Don't Lose My Number, where he's where he's going through all the different. He's like in the Mad Max world and all that other stuff. That was all right. He had a good sense of humor with the with the videos. His music, you probably shouldn't have broken up, Phil. But I mean, you did. It's no Susu Studio. Ugh. Dude, if he lived in the Mad Max world, he'd be dead. Yeah, or he'd be dressed up in pretty clothes. Maybe he'd be the. Uh, any, anybody that listens to this show knows that I uh, knows my opinion on Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That- Anybody that doesn't listen to the show, if this is the first time you ever listen to the show, Phil Collins can go in a closet and suck an egg. Hey, when I did a, when I was doing the awful <clears> show, I, I made a bit called A Punch in the Throat with Joel, and the first person I did for that bit was Phil Collins. Well, thank you. Yeah. I just, I don't really, like, have anything against him. He just, I mean, he's just fucking, he's boring. And, like, I, and like the second anybody tells me, like, one of their favorite artists is Phil Collins, I'm like, next <laughs> he's full of himself. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to somebody with your favorite artist is Phil Collins. Like, I mean, like, that, that's that's like, uh, 
That's the thing. Is, your favorite flavor of ice cream is vanilla. It's not just that he's boring. It's that he's boring, and as a result, he made a fuckload of money. Yeah. He's so he, he's like Jeff Dunham. He's so successful at being mediocre, it, it annoys me. Yeah, I'm with you. I kill you. And the fact that like you could sell out a stadium and you're Phil Collins, I just like what? Yeah. There's a whole stadium full of people that want to hear this guy sing more than in the air tonight. Like I, as soon as that song is over, like the whole stadium should just empty out. <laughs> Philip Bailey comes out. He's like, where'd everybody go? He was Phil Collins. Oh yeah. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> that happened. And you know, want you want to turn on Phil Collins' head anymore? I mean, we all good. Yeah, at least we ended big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So coming up soon, we've got January nineteenth, twenty nineteen, is the most recent uh, Billboard charts, and we are going to go through uh, some of the new stuff. Can't wait to hear Pat's thoughts on things. Yay! All right, we are back, and we are back to January 19th, 2019, which is... That's now! That is now times! Uh, So, top 10 billboard chart of that. Now, this is going to be where it gets a little weird for us, because some of us, this is the first time we've heard some of these songs. Some of us, this is the only time we're going to hear these songs. Uh, Ever. (laughs) Ever, yeah. And for listeners, these are the songs that were popular three weeks ago. Exactly. So, might as well jump into it. Uh, first up, we've got ZZ by, come on, open, by Kodak Black featuring Travis Scott and Offset. I don't know who any of those people are, but here's the, <laughs> here, here's, here's the song. <laughs> He's an ass and titty lover. That's yeah, that I, happened. It's a word on the street. Uh, I really like the steel drums. <laughs> I think I think there's a couple times in every show that we go, we are not the target demographic of this song. Yeah, and I'm going to bring back that point with a later track, but usually I can appreciate why a human would like the song. This one, not so much. Yeah, this sounds I, like this sounds like human music. Yeah, this this music one, for humans. Sometimes I'm like, I don't like it. It's not for me. I'm not supposed to like it. This one, I actively hate. Yeah, this is not a good song in my opinion. It's a throwaway track. It sounds like every. What's that? Uh oh, the transformer yeah, got him again. Yeah, yeah Max Hedrum is back. That's all right. We're gonna roll with it. Max knows his music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, we, we've, on our rap show, I mean, there was a lot of modern rap that we liked, but this just is generic. Now, I suppose you guys are the best ones to tell me this. Does this fall into the trap rap? What kind of rap is this? Crap rap? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that. But, uh, I don't know what 
this Easy would joke. actually be called. I, really I mean, this know. sounds a lot like what the rap fans who are in my classrooms listen to. Although I like, I would put this in the bottom quarter of the stuff that they play that I don't care for. Okay. This is like like dirty rap, like the the, the dirty South stuff. Okay, you know, with a little bit of the, the screw in it and all that kind of crap. Yeah, not quite mumblecore, but there is some mumbling. Uh, there's there's no flow. Rhymes are not great. I just I find very little of value in this song at all. Yeah. Well, all right then. Well, and it you know it's about women, and money, and again, yeah, it's it, generic. It's, yeah, it's not adding anything new to the game at all. Nothing. Yeah, but just, it's top forty. I mean, what do you expect? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're doing more than we are, you know. <laughs> right. All right then. So then, following that up, we've got they, East. They've drifted to something that we haven't found yet. <laughs> we've got uh, East Side by Benny Blanco, Halsey, and the Cal- Bronx. Khalid. You got a dream, I have a family, a house and everything in between And then uh, suddenly, we're 10, 23 And now we got pressure for taking a look more seriously We got a dead-end job, and got bills to pay Have old friends and now our enemies And now I'm thinking back to when I was young Back to the day when I was falling in love He used to meet me on the east side In the city where the sun goes This song annoyed me mainly because I didn't hate it See, that's the thing is, I expected to dislike this song, and like 15 seconds I was, and I was like, wait, what is this? This and is good. I really liked it all the way through. Like, even that, I like Halsey in general, but before she came on, when it was all Khalid, I was like, I am digging this. That's pretty much exactly my experience with it. I expected I wasn't going to like it, and I actually had to, like, I was in the bathroom, and I, just, I came, you know, uh, cleaning up when this song started, and I came out and TMI. Sure I was no, I'm, no, I was cleaning up, like wiping the counter down, dummy. <laughs> and, and like I had to come out and make sure I was on the right song. I'm, I'm like, I actually like this. Like, what the, you know. Well, as soon as I saw Halsey's name on it, I'm like, uh, she's not going to do something that's not got some sort of merit or quality to it. And uh, yeah, I was the same way. I, I was a little apprehensive, but I was pleasantly surprised. Surprisingly soulful, just good singing. Uh, the video's great. I. I, I heartily yeah yeah there's some substance to it i liked it and honestly i this sounds i mean for especially for me for being the least rap and hip-hop type person of the guy i actually like khalid i think i mean he's goofy as all get out i think he's he's got some personality in this one and him and halsey had a great back and forth between the two of them i mean it's not the same as the dj khalid correct no no completely yeah. different because that guy's a retard <laughs> i don't know i still like all we do is win oh I mean, it's a decent song and all, but I mean, he himself, he's just a complete moron. That's fair. At least you know he's singing in every song. I mean, he always announces yeah. himself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he definitely makes sure to put his stamp on everything. I wonder who sings this song. DJ Kali! <laughs> oh, that's who it is. Okay. <laughs> all right. And I was really concerned about the next one. Number eight, uh, Drip Too Hard. I had absolutely no idea what the song was about, and I kind of still don't. So, My little baby and gonna. 
Should be called suck too much. I'm in the club, I got that fire when I'm performing. The back end just came in and all hung. Spots get a little cute shit, they all on us. I'm from Atlanta where young niggas run shit. I know they hating on me, but I don't read comments. Whenever I tell her to come, she comes. Whenever it's smoke, we ain't running. Jip too hard, don't stand too close. You gon' fuck around and drown off this way. Doing all these shows, I've been on the road. I don't care where I go, long as I get paid. Bad little fight, she been on my mind. Soon as I get back, she can stay. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I didn't hate this. I did. No, I, I thought that there was some musicianship. Like, if you're paying attention, like, there, there's actually a flow going on. The rhymes make sense. There's a sense of meter going on here. Like, maybe I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to put it on my iPod and play it in my car. But, like, I, I get this one. It's about sex. <laughs> Duh. Th- th- this song was written to be played in a car. Yeah, uh, uh, legitimately. Like I, I, I could hear somebody with their windows down blasting this as they're driving down the road. I. That's it, just your neighbor. It, yeah. Well, and what, what are those where the trunk lid rattles every time that goes off? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it, it didn't do anything for me personally. Um, and again, it's you know, it's it's not subtle in any way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really is about him bragging about how great his career is, where it's taken him, and how he's got women on his mind. But it's a little less vulgar than some of the other ones that have basically the same thing. I, I think this one does contribute a little something. I can I can say I could listen to this as background. I'm not going to actively pursue it. I'm not going to be like, oh, I, you know, like, not going to like put on the headphones, but like, oh man, I'm totally down to listen to Drip Too Hard on the way home tonight. But <laughs> if, if I was somewhere and it was playing in the background, you like that, Pat? Of all the things I'm that. I just imagine you saying that to like Gene on your way out, but man, I can't wait to get, out, get that Drip Too Hard going. <laughs> like, that coming in the next morning, the write ups just sitting on my desk. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Dude. you just said to me. But I know I'm offended. Dude, that new trap by Little Baby I, and I don't Grunna. know what I don't know how to define porn, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> so but no, I mean if it's in the back, I it it's not overtly I don't wanna I hate to say offensive, but it's not overtly like sexual. Yeah. I mean the music itself is actually pretty good. I like the rhythm. I like the music. Everything else going on there. Honestly, I'm not initially. I had to listen to this one twice because initially, I'm not entirely sure that they were speaking English. <laughs> it's it's not overtly sexual. I don't know. I was trying to help. I would disagree with that. Uh, I, to... I mean, you look at the lyrics. There, it's comparatively. It's not, yeah, comparatively, it's not overtly sexual. He's talking more about his career and what matters to him. And yeah, uh, having sex with beautiful women is part of it, but it's not. Just like, oh, I did all these drugs. I sold all these drugs. I'm going to shoot you and take your woman or whatever. Like a lot of the music is. Mm. I don't know. I I thought that there was, I I would put this on a level with like uh, walk it, talk it, bad and bougie, where it's like, I don't hate it. It's not my thing. It's a hell of a lot better than the, uh, than ZZ. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I just I did not like this song either. I, I I think it was on the same level personally. Somebody should get him some antibiotics though. <laughs> oh my! If God. you're dripping, man, you, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to drip too hard. <laughs> drip too hard. Got that penicillin? Drip too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is actually just a recording of him talking to his doctor. What you got? It's too hard. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. Stop saying that. Let's, let's get past that. 
Uh, all right, so moving on. Moving on, we've got as it is Maroon Five featuring Cardi B and uh, Girls Like You. This is a pretty standard generic Maroon 5 song, but this is one where, for me, the video made it. I, I hope you guys watched the video. I unfortunately did not. I did oh, not either. You I did an obscene number of celebrity cameos. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, because it, it starts with the singer uh, Camila Cabello from uh, Havana. Okay. Uh, the next person you guys would probably rec- uh, recognize is Allie Raisman, the... Uh, gymnast i was like oh that's cool i recognize those two and then the next one sarah silverman i'm like what is happening then gal gadot why the lily sing then yeah all of a sudden uh, tiffany haddish yeah it was, uh, it was chock full of cameos millie bobby brown ellen degeneres jennifer lopez huh mary j blige by the end of it i was like what the hell so what 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 is the plot? I mean, is there is there a plot or is it just well, like it's basically like he's dancing in and the whole thing is spinning around and there's always a girl behind him and at first it's just like a sort of a actress oh like oh this is the generic love interest and by the end it's like oh wow that's Elizabeth Banks that's Ashley Graham hmm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch it I mean because outside outside of I mean the song itself is like I said it's Maroon Five. Yeah, it's fine. This is like you had said, movie to be. I mean, uh, music to be played in a car. This is music to be played in a minivan. Yeah, but and that's why I hate this song. <laughs> I, it, it was specifically written by committee to be a song that, like, oh, let's get all the soccer moms to buy this song so they can imagine that Adam Levine is singing this to them because, oh, I need a girl like you. Fuck that song. Fuck that video. It's all a bunch of bullshit written to, just to sell a bunch of dreams to a bunch of fucking jason momoa wanting suburbanite mothers and i hate this song and i hate on, on a com- you? yeah on a completely other note uh, <laughs> uh, i think you need to mama. call one <laughs> how's your how's your love life going pat <laughs> oh i hate everything Good. i just want someone mama. to love me we love you shut up don't don't speak for us <laughs> <laughs> i love you <laughs> Well, the the one thing I can say about Maroon Five is that uh, hopefully at the Super Bowl they're going to play uh, SpongeBob, but we'll see. There's a lot of call for that, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> but kinda... yeah, for sure. Like, if you haven't seen the video, I recommend it. If not, just like the video didn't quite sell me on the song, but the song was so like generic and saccharine. Is like I, I don't hate it, and the video I liked enough that I guess the whole experience comes down for me as a thumbs up 
I hate it. It's not terrible. It's not the worst I've ever heard. It's Moon 5. I mean, yeah, I'll leave it on, sing along so to it. tired of having it shoved down my face how hot Adam Levine is. Oh, come on. You, you at least got, like, two seconds of Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, and Sarah Silverman. I mean, there were some great cameos, but I'm just... Uh, this whole thing, it's just the bullshit premise that they're you, trying to you set You gotta up. talk to somebody, dude. I mean, you got some <laughs> shit going on. And by the end, it's obvious. I'm sorry, have you just now figured that out? I mean, by it's the end, peaking, I think. And by the end, the last woman that's there is his wife. His wife and child, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's saccharine, but it was kind of sweet. Yeah, oh, fuck it in the ass. Like saccharine is. Yes. That. All right, so, Pat, um... I don't, what? Even, I don't even know where to go from here. All right, so after this, we've got number six, Happier by Marshmallow and Bastille. Want to change my mind, cause this just don't feel right to me. I want to raise your spirits. I want to see you smile. No, that means I'll have to leave. All right. I love this song. I, I knew what to expect. I know Bastille. Uh, this is one I don't recommend necessarily watching the video because it's super, super sad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that video. That video made me tear up. I was like, God I, I agree. damn it. I, I was like wondering if I was actually going to be bawling by the middle of the video. <laughs> what is going on with Patrick tonight? He is. I mean, I know. Mike, did you watch the video? I have watched no, no videos for any of these. Oh, I was going to say, this, this one, actually, I mean, no, I take I'm just going to spoil one it. Video. The dog dies. Yeah, this video is like a mini Marley and me. Bullshit. You cried over a dog dying? Dude, uh, yeah, I'll cry, I'll cry over an animal dying way easier than I'll cry over a person dying. Especially, like, the, the whole video story makes a big point of how this girl, it's like, the first president her dad ever got her. The dog always makes her feel better when the world is shitting on her, and then the dog dies. Well, and, and then you know, when they when they have to put the when they have to put the dog down, you know, the dog does this the same symbol it always did to her to let her know everything was going to be okay. It was yeah. so sad because I I mean I put down animals my my own animals before and it's just you know and I know one day I'm going to have to put Lucy down and it just all sucks. I'm yeah. just like, I'm in it's looking. Like what Louis C.K. said when when you get a pet, all you're doing is buying delayed sadness. Oh, God. That's true. He did say that. Between the girls like you commentary and the happier commentary, I I was going to say, I really am digging on Marshmallow. I actually got introduced to Marshmallow by my kids, and apparently he, he he's one of these like um, uh, dead mouse type of guys where they keep the helmet on the whole time and they just DJ the whole thing. Correct. But he does a, he has, his YouTube channel has a cooking show. What? Yes, yeah, so he's got he's got the helmet on and he's doing this cooking show, but there's somebody doing a voiceover for all the show. So that's fun. Yeah, so he, Marshmallow, I like him. He's got some good tunes. He's you know he's a great DJ. I like his stuff. I am definitely not going to be watching the video now because apparently Pat has issues with it. Yeah, don't watch it, dude. Uh, I'm with Pat on this one. All right, I will keep away from the video. It's it's a well done, but it's sad. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stay away too. Yeah, Pat's yeah. like fuck that and making me feel things. Right? I don't like that. Yeah. Bastille is one of those groups, like, if you listen to new Q101 here in Chicago, like, you'll run across them, and their stuff, I don't want to say it sounds samey, but as soon as 
if I, you had not told me this was a Bastille song, as soon as I heard the vocalist, I would have known anyway. Hmm. Yeah, Bast- oh, I mean, Bastille, I don't think they, they're samey as much as they have their they have their niche. You know what I mean? For sure. All right. So, going on with more songs about positivity. Can't wait for Patrick on this one. Uh, we have High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Don't give up. It's a little complicated. All tied up. No more love. And I'd hate to see you waiting. They say it's all been done, but they haven't seen the best of me. So I got one more run, and it's gonna be a sight to see. Had I had high hopes for a living, shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. This is a regularly played song in my house. Well, uh, this band just impresses me that they've been around since 2004 and they're still charting. Kind of, kind of. Panic at the Disco is pretty much just Brendan Urie with other people backing him up over the over time. The only consistent member of Panic has been Brendan Urie for the entire since 2004. He's almost kind of like almost kind of like the uh, pop punk version of Nine Inch Nails. He's the Trent Reznor. He's the Trent Reznor of pop punk. See, and, and I'm a fan of theirs. I, I've played their stuff on on the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, and even before that, when I was doing my snacks, um, I've always liked their their sound, um, and I've never had a problem with them, even though they kind of have come in and out of vogue over the years. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, is is very much in line with what they're doing, and it's nice to hear, you know, something a little different in the mix. It's yeah. neat. It's happy. It'll probably sell some cars in a few years. <laughs> the, the thing is, this is not like standard Panic at the Disco stuff. The Panic no. at the Disco stuff is a, usually a lot like it has a much more darker turn to it. Like um, one of the more popular ones is I, I write sins, not tragedies. Yeah, you know, that's there's a yeah, that's a that's the one that's so classic for him. He's sick. He hates singing it at the concerts now. But um, one thing I do I do think is this. Did you guys watch the video for this one? I did. Okay. <clears throat> did you watch the background on this on the video? There's. Uh, I just watched the video. He actually walked up the side of a building. There's no CGI in him walking up. They stay. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's like a 30 story building. They they put the harness on him. They put the camera rig up there, and they followed him up the building as he walked up the side of the building. Nice. I guess that makes sense why he was sort of walking oddly. Yeah, because he had a like that whole harness under his suit. Um, I honestly, Josh, I would love to hear you pull this song at a karaoke place. That's that's at the higher end of my range. I'm, I'm keeping. I, I'm afraid I'd go nasal. I could hit every note, but I'm afraid I'd go nasal. Yeah. So, but I mean, this. I think out of all the songs on here, this is probably my favorite one. Just because I I know I, I it's goofy saying it as a forty some year old guy, but I really like Panic of the Disco. They've got some good <laughs> stuff. I agree. I, like I said, I've I've been a fan for many many years, and it was nice to see something a little different on the the countdown. Yeah. So all right then. And I'm watching the video right now. Actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. And his his other videos are a little bit more bizarre. Um. There it is. Okay, sorry, I lost. I lost the next song on my uh, my chart here, which is changing the mood a little bit. Sicko mode by Travis Scott. Hey. 
Man, Chase B makes us pop like Jamba Joes. Different color chains, see my jeweler really selling fruits. And they choking, man, know the crackers wish it was a no. So I said, the retreat, we all in too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week. So I said, the retreat, we all in too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week. Opinion. So that happened. I'm really conflicted about this song. Really? Uh, yeah, because I, I don't think I liked it, but I do understand why someone would. And it, there's almost two songs going on here because you've got the Drake verses, which sound like they're not almost not even part of the same song, and then you got the Travis Scott verses, and then by the end they've kind of moved towards each other enough that they do sound like they belong in the same song. And the video was visually really interesting, but it was one of those where I was like, I don't know if I want to go through the effort of watching the video two or three more times to decide if there's anything <laughs> for me here. Mm -hmm. But I do get why someone would like this. I'm just not sure I do. I, I didn't like the Drake portions, but I, I liked the Travis Scott portions. I mean, that's pretty much the... So, so like, you know, not liking half of a song pretty much means, okay, well, then I'm not really going to be into this. So, Well, the right. song was five and a half minutes long. Right. Longest and yeah, song. the video was, the video was, was pretty cool. I mean, but you know, we're, we're mainly just talking about the music. So. Yeah. But I think when you're talking about a lot of this stuff, unless it's like somebody's mixtape, it's hard to completely divorce the uh, song from its context. And with these in particular, the video is part of the context. Well, and when you're talking about Billboard, um, what drives it as much as radio airplay is the videos. Yeah, YouTube. So, yeah, I think mm -hmm. I think that's a fair a fair thing to include when you're talking about it. Even though I didn't watch any of the videos, just listen to the songs. Well, yeah, I don't feel like I, it's cheating. I just don't think no. it's like you know the, the the point of the. Well, I can say like the students I've got who are the target audience for this, they're watching the videos on YouTube. They're not playing this on an iPod. They're not listening to it on a radio. They're okay. watching the videos. Mm-hmm. Now, where would where did we land with Drake on the last music show? I, I, I think, well, I mean, I, I, we respect for me, him, but we don't like him. I think is kind of the line we I drew. Think, yeah, I think the song that that we had from then was God's Plan. I yeah. thought I yeah. thought he was on there twice, and like I liked one of them and was kind of met on the other. But I, I think I might have had the most positive opinion on him. Of yeah, I definitely did not like either one of them. Hmm. I I'm respect. Not, I'm not him, a big but... Drake guy. So. Yeah, I respect what he's accomplished, but yeah, I didn't really dig the music per se. Well, all right then. I think he's the Phil Collins of rap. <laughs> oh, don't no. He's the Maya Angelou of rap. <laughs> oh, don't, yeah, you don't know. It's somewhere <laughs> in between those for sure. <laughs> he's the Ariana Grande wait, of rap. The, the, wait, you're you're telling me the scale ends on Phil Collins and Maya Angelou? What I'm the not hell saying kind that's of... zero and one hundred. I'm just saying clearly reality is in between those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are those are not the absolutes. No, okay, <laughs> they are just on the continuum. Like, what the hell kind of scale is this? <laughs> All right, so then follow after that. We've got Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. We 
Okay, so I hadn't heard this song. Today was the first time I'd ever heard this song, and I'd, I'd read about it and seen people talking about it and this and that and blah, 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 and Ariana Grande's next big song. I was very disappointed. I thought I was going to kind of like it, and I just found it very flat. That's a fair assessment. I mean, compared to, you know, she's made our charts before, and we've been like, oh, yeah, that was that was quite good. This one, yeah, just kind of was was there. I mean, with as much as I'd heard about it, I thought it was going to be like, I mean, it didn't even feel like a poppy song. It was just kind of, eh, you know. For me, this was a lot like the uh, Maroon 5 one, where the song was kind of mediocre, middle of the road, but the video was fantastic. Yeah, the video was good. I got to give you that. Yeah, where she travels through Mean Girls and then bring it on, 13 going on 30, Legally Blonde as this character and like every time she inhabits one of those characters, she's relating it back to what she's singing about, which I, I, I'm not going to like play this in my car again, but overall this gets a thumbs up from me because of the video. I got to start watching more videos. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, they did the whole, uh, the, the dance scene from, from mean girls where they're all dressed up as the Santa's elves. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's mostly a love letter to Mean Girls, but they uh, I'd say they bookend it with a whole bunch of scenes from Mean Girls. But you definitely, if you're familiar with all of the films that are in there, there are clear scenes. It's like, yeah, this is straight out of Bring It On. That one's straight out of Legally Blonde, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Okay. I mean, if one, she, she is very good at making videos. Whoever's you know helping her do those, that's a, def, that's a definite plus in her column in her career. I think she makes great videos. All right. Moving on. Moving on to Without Me by Halsey. Number two. Can it be laughing? Fuck them all. Can it I got you off your knees? Put you right back on your feet. Just so you can take advantage of me. Tell me how you feel sitting up there. Feeling so high, but you far away to hold me. You don't want the one who put you up there. Maybe sky does it. Don't all jump in at once. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking been, I actually liked East Side better. Huh. See, I, I like this, but this is definitely, I just didn't want to jump in first again. Uh, this is like Halsey does a, a song that I would, no, a style of song I would normally associate with Pink. This is definitely a, like, I got in love with this person, uh, took all of their pain and shit on their own, lifted them up, and they treated me like crap. And now I'm moving on kind of, there's a real clear story here full of like the pain of like a long-term relationship that was never good. And the guy got fixed and how dare he live without her. You're definitely right about it being a, a very pink vibe, the jilted lover who's going to rise from the ashes. Yeah. And, and I liked it. I mean, I like Halsey, so that's not a huge stretch. I liked it. I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, you know, I didn't love it. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I wouldn't change the channel if it came on. All right. I could see myself playing this one in my car. Like hunt down type of thing? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like a, maybe part of a mixtape along with the East Side. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. There you go. Joel, what do you think? <clears throat> like I said, I uh, <clears throat> out of the out of the two Halsey um, 
tracks on this particular countdown. I I preferred East Side. I mean, you know, I don't dislike this particular song, but um, it just didn't hit me for some reason. Um, like like East Side did. Okay. For sure. I think between the two, I do prefer East Side also. But then it brings us to the number one <laughs> of so a song called Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Looking at you sideways, party on tilt. Some things you just can't refuse. She wanna ride me like a cruise, and I'm not trying to lose. Then you're left in the dust, unless I stuck by ya. You're a sunflower. I think you love me. Now, that is actually from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Yep, and because it is, I cannot I cannot possibly dislike anything that is cl- so closely associated <laughs> with Into the Spider-Verse. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking <laughs> when I heard it. Yeah, when I heard it in the movie, I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, shit. It is, uh, crap, I like a Post Malone song. <laughs> How did that happen? And you know what? Honestly, it's compared to some of the stuff that we listened to previously... It's definitely not as bad. I do like it a lot more. Um, he, Would you like to hear the opinion of someone who hasn't seen Into the Spider Verse? Sure. There's that. That you're one of those people. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Oh, go ahead, yeah. dude. Uh, I actually like this song. I didn't expect to, uh, you know, with it being Post Malone and everything. But yeah, even without having seen the movie, so it, it's actually a decent song. You don't have to worry about being tainted. I think just in general, like I found over the last year, Post Malone looks like a fucking clown. But when he sings, the songs are actually pretty good. There's not this the same person that sings is not the same person. Do not watch a Post Malone video because when you see him, it ruins the magic. He looks like a bunch of Limburger cheese put on a put on some clothes and decided to have a record career. And, right, and got some face tats and a grill. And when he does uh, stuff where he's just rapping, I don't think he's that good. But when he's singing, he's actually the man has some talent. Did you see there is a video out there of him doing covers where he's like playing an acoustic guitar and singing? Yes, I saw one of them, and I yeah, I, I was not surprised. I was blown away by it. I mean, because what I mean of my opinion of him from the last time we had uh, Post Malone on the on the top ten show, I was like, all right, whatever. I kind of disregarded him, and then I saw that and I was completely turned around because the guy he's not awesome at the the voice with the rap, but he does have an amazing singing voice. So, and why have you not seen Into the Spider Verse yet? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I just, I mean, why haven't I seen a lot of? I didn't see. Uh, well, the last movie I saw in the theater was a, was Infinity Wars. So, okay, I haven't, been, I haven't been to the theater in a while. You're you're just pretty far. I, I will say this as someone who uh, had super high expectations, it was amazing. I, I don't want to go and turn this into the Into the Spider Verse episode, but it was quite possibly the greatest Spider-Man story ever told on the big screen. It's it's currently up for. Um, or one best animated feature at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. um, and it's well, probably gonna... and it's not Keanu, it's not a Keanu Reeves movie, so I'll probably see it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Pat? There is cosplay that you can do in Into the Spider Verse. That's true. 
That is true. Yep. There is a Spider-Man who let himself go. Oh, I hey. thought they were talking about Peter Porker. Yeah, I was going to say he could be Peter Porker. Too. Hey, that was definitely a underhand pitch right over the plate. Hey, we, you know what? Sometimes every now and then you got to get an easy one. But yeah. <laughs> I'm losing weight, you jerkheads. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, dip into the Spider-Verse, go see it. If you see it on the big screen, definitely is the best way to see it. Absolutely. But it Honestly, I picked up the soundtrack for the uh, Spider-Verse, and there's a lot of good music on there, so... But yeah, this one, Sunflower, was actually really good. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. I'd so, say it, but I agree. I guess this is going to close out uh, 2019's Top 10 Billboard show. If uh, you want to tell us about uh, how much you loved White Lion, you're apparently the other fan. Oh, oh well, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. We before, we, before we go, we got to do our traditional, what's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, favorite song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, top song from then and now. Okay, Josh, top song from then and now. Well, I mean, then it's pretty easy. I, I kind of already spoiled this. I mean, it's hard to not choose Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. It's Smooth Criminal. Mm. For the now? And from the now? Yeah, it's probably East Side. Hmm. Uh, well, then, yeah, Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson. I, it, despite the other stuff in there that I enjoyed, that one is just kind of timeless. Um, for the now? It, I'm I'm think I'm gonna go with the East Side as well, although High Hopes is a very, very close second. Pat. Um I'm gonna go with Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Who uh, nice. in the in the then. I just really like that song. And then um I God, I probably have to go with uh ZZ. No, I'm kidding. What? Uh, <laughs> I probably have to go with uh Sunflower. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm just surprised as you are. Left field, wow. Right? <clears throat> Nice. And Michael? Uh, for then, uh, there's and that's the thing is like the then was this uh, great mix of the top stuff and every now and then random stuff. But I probably have to go with Smooth Criminal. If that was not in there, uh, be a toss up between say My Prerogative and Armageddon. It. But I'm right there with you. It's almost not fair to have Smooth Criminal there. It really isn't. And for the now, uh, it's definitely uh, High Hopes. It's just and in dirty secret. This is on this is on my morning walk to the work, like trying, oh. yeah, psych with this and psych myself up to actually not have to either kill myself or somebody else when I get there. <laughs> Track. So why not both? Yeah. <laughs> Yay salsa. Pat listens to MacArthur Park. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So if you want to let us he, know how awesome MacArthur wait, he Park he works is at or- home. <laughs> Or why Kodak Black is an unsung genius? You could call seven zero eight now. Rap that's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. But don't. Yeah, <laughs> if you, you have, have no arguments. arguments. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for our older stuff, again, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse, Seven FM, Noon FM, and Podchaser. Go on there, leave us a review, let us know what you think, and you can also listen listen to our shows there. So I Heart uh, Radio. I oh yeah, I Heart Radio. We're on there too. So, uh, Joel, what's going on next week? Next week, we are going to take a trip down the sadness hole and watch Watership Down. Ah, so many scarring moments. We're going to watch. Never seen it. Never seen it? Oh, we're going to watch movies about rabbits. This will be good. At least it's not dogs. Right. I I couldn't take that again. Mm. All right. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. That's been yet another, our fifth annual Top Billboard Top 10 uh, show. And, uh, yeah, come back next week for conversation about. Rabbits, Watership Down. Thanks for listening. 
Is it, it is. Keep talking. As long as you don't stop no. talking, the walls won't close <laughs> in. There he goes. Can't be quiet. Clowns will eat me. <laughs> I was serious. Keep talking. We need to know if you're still Skyping out. <laughs> All right. Well, that answers that. <laughs> the Joel says, <laughs> "You're stepping out." <laughs> Thank you, Bumblebee. <laughs> Let's see what's on Netflix. And I got them to take it off my bed. <laughs> Holy shit! It's amazing. <laughs> I got them to take it off my bed. <laughs> So I take it this is not good enough for me to record. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we could still tell what he was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone full max headroom now. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a quote. <laughs> is this not good enough for me to record? <laughs> It's a choice of a new <laughs> generation. Uh, Mike, please tell me you're recording I'm this. recording all of this. Okay, <laughs> so at least Joel will be able to hear it and participate in the fun at some point. You oh, might I have gotta... to mail him it because yeah. it won't work sending him it over the internet. Things and words and things and things and words. All right. You want to knock out the tweet then? Let's try. All right. <sighs> The choice of a new generation. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the choice of a. <laughs> oh. oh my God! We were so close. Uh, Have you listened to it at all, Mike? Is he skyping out on on the recording? Yeah, he is. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs>